Yeah, you know, it's it's I think your gears are running a little bit more than usual. It's almost a it's almost like when a fear when you go home that maybe you didn't get everything done or you didn't get in what you're supposed to get in, or that there's so much to get in in such a short period of time, you know, not just not just my thoughts and what I believe on the game, but things that maybe we don't change face-off plays, just reminders going over them. Um, there's so many different face-off plays offensively, defensively, the three zones, um, the power plays, the penalty kills, the extra man attackers. There's so many things that you want to touch on and the time is limited. So, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to do our best every day to come in here and work the players, communicate what it is that we're looking for, try to establish that identity um, and get ourselves ready for that opening game. But, um, you know, it's a lot for them. It's a lot for the staff, but I think everybody's just happy to be back at work and, and have that opportunity to, to, to actually work and teach and coach and for them to get out on the ice and play and learn and come together. So it's, uh, like I said, it's exciting more than it is anxious. After months and months of waiting to say this, I finally can. Happy hockey season, everyone. The Caps are back on the ice. Hockey season is officially underway. and We could not be any more excited. What's up, Caps fans? Welcome to a really a brand new edition of the Capitol Building Podcast, part of Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Rob Carlin, and I say brand new because now there's no more conjuring. There's no more talking about what ifs and how will it ever happen. It's actually here. The players reported on Sunday. They started practicing on Monday. They go throughout the week. There will be a scrimmage this week. And uh, it's just all very exciting. We will hear from Alex Ovechkin, Nicholas Backstrom, John Carlson, and the coach, Peter LaViolette. And I'm also joined by Ben Raby from Caps Radio, as well as Samantha Pell from the Washington Post. And Ben, I'll start with you, because with Peter LaViolette as the new head coach, this kind of has that same feeling of when of when Barry Trotz took over, it was like, oh, this is a big moment for this group because this is a proven coach with a proven track record, not something they're trying and hoping that it clicks. It just feels like, now granted, it's also that proverbial window, but it feels like a very big moment in the recent history of this franchise. Yeah, to that point, I'll, I'll steal a line that Barry Trotz used to use when a veteran or somebody with experience would walk through the door. He'd often say that person comes in, he has street cred. He comes in with street credibility. You could say Peter Laviolette walks through the door and walks through the dressing room. And after all the Zoom calls, they get on the ice today. Yeah, the antenna goes up. The credibility is certainly there. The resume speaks for itself, what he's been able to do early on in his tenures with various stops. I'm sure that's something that also catches everyone's attention in a positive way. So yeah, there's no feeling out process here as far as the coach and the respect factor. And that's probably a good thing here, given again, the quick turnaround now after all those Zoom calls, finally back on the ice. And now without the benefit of a preseason, 10 days later, you're playing regular season hockey. Not a whole lot of time to feel each other out, get going. And, and that started today with day one. Now, Ben's at home monitoring us on Zoom the same way I was. Sam is actually at the facility. So she's got the mask on right now. <laughs> So yeah. if the sound sounds a little muffled, it's because she's got the mask on as, as is required for covering the practice like this. But I'm going to ask you, Sam, pretty much the same question that you asked everyone to start the uh, each respective uh, press conference. What was sort of the overall mood of the day 
after you know them being back together for the first time in so long with this new head coach with his street cred yeah the mood seemed pretty good at practice i mean again um a lot of guys on the ice they were separated into group a group b we'll see group b later this afternoon but yeah i think overall a lot of the guys just were really happy to give back um i know a couple of them like ovechkin back from carlson all kind of mentioned oh you know we're just kind of happy to be back in skating uh we didn't know when the season was actually going to start again there were you know the second basically pause you could say in the last year due to COVID, due to the off season, you know, NHL negotiating talks with players and all that. But overall, I think it was pretty good vibes. Um, Alex Ovechkin said it was kind of an emotional first day. I think that was more nerves, more like, oh my gosh, I'm back on the ice with all my teammates again, sort of situation. Um, yeah, overall, it seemed like a good first day of camp. I think can, can I say something that was refreshing from Ovechkin about day one? Yeah. yeah. Isn't day one at camp? Isn't this the day everyone's supposed to say they're in the greatest shape of their life or the best shape they felt? Ovechkin acknowledged, I'm not 100%. And yeah. a lot of guys aren't 100%. They've played eight games, most of these guys, since last March. And to Sam's point, without knowing when the season was going to begin, they may have had an idea, but until you get that official word, it might be tough to, to ramp up for, for a season that you don't know when it's going to start. It's not the norm. So I found it refreshing that Ovechkin, even in passing, said, yeah, I'm not 100%. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think a lot of practice today was a lot of systems, right? So Peter Laviolette had to come in and introduce a new system to these guys. And so a lot of the time they were just all down on one knee, like looking up at the whiteboard, Laviolette's talking to them about different situations. They worked a lot in the offensive zone today and how that coverage is going to be different than maybe in years past. So yeah, I think overall a, a good start. <laughs> but it was interesting too, because this is so truncated. And uh, Peter Laviolette talked about how it kind of reminds him of like an Olympics or a, or a world's where you only have like one or two practices and then all of a sudden games are starting. So it is very quick. And as we hear now from Nicholas Backstrom and John Carlson, they have to learn a whole new system. It has to be done quickly. And Peter Laviolette wants them to play quickly so they're getting shot out of a cannon today uh, i think it's important that we we start off right away i mean I, I think today was we stayed on for an hour and a half and and we skated hard the, the full full hour and a half so um getting ready as soon as possible i think it's going to be key and, and and make sure we get going right away i mean we're going to have two scrimmages here in the training camp that's going to be uh it's going to be good for us i mean uh i mean i feel like everyone when you coming into training camp you play those three and three games but you haven't played those full ice games so uh, I think that would be important uh, I mean work on the systems and, and stuff like that so we we got that from the start the mantra from from coach uh, is to get going right away I think we it's a shortened camp it's it's going to be a wacky uh, year playing teams back to backs and um, playing the same team you know kind of repetitively it's going to be different than than anything we've dealt with. So to try to hit the ground running as quick as we can is, is important. And I think, um, you know, as, as players, that's what we're trying to get up to speed, uh, wasting no time uh, in that sense. And, and just the preparation to, uh, to wrap your head around, you know, the craziness of it all, but also, you know, the you know, difference of, of schedule than, than we're used to. Sam, what did you make out of that? Because, you know, this is different than anything else. And there is so much to learn. I, I get that they're a, a veteran, a savvy bunch, and really how different are most systems. They're all kind of the same, you know, principles. 
Um, but what did you what did you get out of how they reacted to those questions? Yeah, I thought it was super interesting. I mean, just watching them at practice, watching them go through their ozone situations. I mean, you know, Tarek was next to me from the athletic and we were just talking about how fast the offensive zone was moving, um, how different players are kind of circling in and out, how different the D-men look like they were playing in comparison to a Todd Reardon, Barry Trot system. So I think it'll be really interesting moving forward to see how players kind of adjust. But, you know, John Carlson kind of said, you know, every system, like you said, Rob, is kind of a variation in and of itself. So nothing major, major, but it definitely seemed like the Caps are going to be playing a lot faster. Obviously, they have some more heavy guys. You add a char into the mix. Um, I'm sure he changes up some things, but definitely look like a lot faster, a lot quicker. Um, a lot more thinking is going to be required um, on the ice this season. It sounded like there was certainly an emphasis, and, and Carlson mentioned it on, on pace, if you want to use that word, pace, just as far as getting it up ice. And we saw over the second half of last season how the Capitals struggled defensively and maybe easier said than done, but certainly one way to improve the play defensively, spend as much time as you can at the opposite end of the ice. And it's from Captain Obvious, but certainly that pushing to the pace, something that Laviolette's teams did in Nashville over the past few years, certainly noteworthy. And, and, and Rob, to piggyback on a talking point Laviolette has referenced now, I think in multiple Zoom calls, talking about his experience at world championships and at Olympics and not having the benefit of lengthy camps or, or lengthy preseason schedules, et cetera. The thing is in those international tournaments, the other teams also don't have, you're all in the same boat. Barry Trotz and the New York Islanders. All right, they come back to camp now. It's a refresher. Uh, Quinn and the New York Rangers. It's a refresher. Bruce Cassidy and the Boston Bruins in this East division. It's a refresher. It's not, starting from scratch with a head coach and a team so it is different in that regard the competition isn't necessarily on an even playing field in that regard so certainly he could draw from that experience but on the one hand it's, it's not necessarily apples to apples I don't think true but then again and I, I get that they beat him in the playoffs last year I'd still have that rather have the Caps roster learning a new system than the Islanders sure. roster and you know in their familiarity with Barry Trotz um Another thing that I thought was interesting, uh, Sam, to come out of this was, and you tweeted out this morning, and God, it felt good to see a line pairs combination <laughs> and defense pairs combination tweet early on this morning. But, you know, look, the Caps haven't had much variation in their lines. I thought it was interesting that um, Sherry and Ponick were on the third line with Lars Eller. And, uh, you know, Laviolette was asked about that. And there is going to be something to be read into each one of these tweets coming out early in camp. I've got to do my job and get people in place right away. Um, there'll be a little bit of movement in camp, but not too much. Um, you know, we're going to take a look at a few things or, you know, there, there might be a defenseman that shifts. There could be a goaltender that shifts. Um, there could be a forward that shifts, but um, for the most part, um, we've got a pretty good handle on where we're at. Um, guys are going to get to play. We're going to need a large group from the taxi squad on. So I think everybody's still in mix with regards to training camp. But when it comes to our players and training camp and what we're trying to get out of it, we thought it would be best to put them to be, uh, put them together and go to work right away. Um, with regard to the lines, it's you know, a lot of it's from, I think a lot of it's familiar. There might be some changes out there that we're looking at and thinking about. I don't think we should write them down in pen just yet, but um, we start. We had to have a starting point somewhere, and so that's what we started with. Sam, he, they have to move quickly, so I, I think there will be some tinkering, 
there's not a whole hell of a lot of time for a lot of tinkering though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm pretty sure the lines and the pairings we saw today are going to be pretty close to an opening lineup for the Capitals. I mean, again, Zendaya Chara was not on the ice today. He's still in quarantine protocol. So, you know, he seems like he's going to slot in probably on that third pairing is my best guess on that blue line. Maybe it's with a Nick Jensen. Maybe it's with a TVR. Um, I don't know if Siegenthaler can play on his offside. Maybe they try that. But I think overall, the, the lines and the pairings we saw today at practice, while Laviolette said do not put them down in pen quite yet, they look pretty good. Um, and you're right, you know, having Sherry and Ponick on that third line and then having Carl Hagelin play on the fourth line, it looks like, you know, maybe Daniel Sprong is kind of pushed out of the lineup that maybe early on people thought that he'd kind of get that first crack at it. And now he's going to be skating with Group B, which is probably going to be, you know, a lot of those guys that are going to make the taxi squad or, um, you know, they're going to go back to their respective other teams. And look, real quick, the, the, for all the talk of the turnover since the 2018 Cup run, and they have turned over almost half the team, you look at the top six up front, it's like rinse, repeat, right? Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Wilson, Verana, Baxter, Moshi. It's a whole lot of familiarity there. And granted, maybe that second line didn't show themselves particularly well last summer in the postseason, but that's a top six for the most part. Pretty, pretty productive, pretty reliable. That's, that's pretty good for Peter Laviolette to jump in and know you could have those six. I'd say those six are probably in bed to start. Yes. <laughs> and, and you know, it's great. Twitter is already in mid. It's, it, Twitter's in January form because I retweeted your line combination, Sam, and immediately I got back free Daniel Sprong. And I was oh, like, boy, they're already bitching about line combinations. How oh, great is this? There's a lot of complaints about a John Carlson, Dimitri Orlov top pairing. Why is that happening? Yeah, the pre-Daniel Sprong. You got McMichael questions already. He's not even here because he's at World Juniors. Um, I got an Alexia comment. So yeah, there's a lot of questions, a lot of, you know, line stuff. But I guess I'll be tweeting lines for the rest of camp or else there's going to be some massive outcry. So that's what I'll be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and look, again, there is something to read into these. And you're right, Ben, the top six is pretty much in pen. Um, I, I, Zdeno Chara is still under quarantine, so he won't be here. Uh, Peter Laviolette said probably in the next couple of days, he'll get cleared from the quarantine. He'll have to go through some physicals and then be on the ice. It's crazy to think of Zdeno Chara as a third pair defenseman, but probably that's where he fits in with this, with this Caps team, the way they're presently constituted. So it makes sense like that, but uh, guys like Ovi, guys like John Carlson, they know and respect the type of leadership this legend, one of the all-time greats, is going to bring to a room already filled with leaders. I think he's experienced. You know, he's a winner. Uh, I think he's a very competitive guy. He wants to uh, he wants to play. He wants to win, and uh, um, he's uh, he's still big, strong, and uh, you know he's uh, going to help our D to learn a lot. Uh, you know, and uh, um, he's not. He's here uh, to help us, not to, uh, not just for uh, okay. We signed Charlie. Everything is over. No, he's gonna come here. He's gonna work hard. He's gonna uh, bring some energy. He's gonna bring some uh, uh, new experience to our team, and uh, uh, I think it's uh, it's gonna help us. I think that we have a lot of leaders on this team, but I don't think you can ever have enough. Um, and certainly, you know, a guy that's been in a different organization a long time. Um, sees things probably a little bit different to, to learn from, to uh, work with and work from is, uh, is important for all of us. Um, doesn't matter how old you are or young for that matter. And uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to be an important part to this team that certainly would mimic, a, you know, a big role that, that Brooks had on and off the ice.
Ben, what does Chara have left at this point in his career? Oh, find out. I, I wish we had heard a little bit more from Peter Laviolette about how they envision using him. Tom Kalidi posed the question and the response was about the high character and the leadership, et cetera. But I, I am curious to see, and even if he is a third pair, it reminds me to an extent, to an extent of Brooks Orpik years ago in that he was on your third pair, but there he was in the final minute of a one goal game. You're trying to protect on the ice, getting those minutes, going against the other team's top line, top offensive unit, et cetera. And it wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't make too much. In other words, if you see Zidane Char on a third pair, that doesn't mean he's going to only play 13, 14 minutes a night. I consider it more which minutes he's playing. And, and certainly I would see him playing potentially as the year goes on in more and more of those high leverage situations, assuming he holds up and uh, at age 44 that we'll find out. But certainly uh, I, I think Phil's a void and a lot of snarl that he'll bring that maybe along with Brendan Dillon, you could make the case was maybe lacking early on last season before they made that acquisition for Dillon. And Sam, it's, it's interesting because John Thompson, the legend Georgetown coach used to say, it's not about who starts. It's about who finishes. And it's, you know, hockey, you're obviously changing every 30, 40 seconds or whatever it is. But Ben brings up a great point that even if he is playing reduced minutes throughout a game, the important minutes is probably when Chara will be on the ice. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, any coach, again, like Peter Laviolette knows Chara. He knows how he functions. He knows you know, his leadership and his experience on the ice. And I would assume that any coach would want Chara you know, on the ice in those minutes. And I think Ben brought up a really good point about Brooks Orpik and how he was used. And I think overall, Chara just off the ice as well, having another experienced leader in this group. I think he mentioned his kids in a doctorate press conference that, you know, he wasn't coming over to take over, right? He's like, it's Alex's team, it's Peter's team, but I'm going to come in and I'm going to help out. He's going to be an extra layer for this Capitals group, uh, you know, on a blue line that probably does need that extra, you know, heavy hitterness. They need that extra leadership. Um, so I think overall, a really good addition for the Capitals, and we'll see what it um, looks like when he comes out to camp. Hey, everyone. I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you wanna grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box. Check out this check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Probably not real surprising that Peter Laviolette loves a guy like Zeno, Zdeno Chara, and he absolutely raved about him today. He's been in the game a long time. You know, you know how you get older, you just kind of are who you are in life, as we all are, right? So you just you are who you are. He's played the game for a long time. Um, 
he's had incredible success doing things a certain way. Um, his character is his character. His leadership is his leadership. The way he plays the game, what you see on the ice, all of these things, I expect nothing to change. It's just, it's just kind of his DNA and his makeup of who he is. And so we welcome all of that. Um, he's a, he's, he's intense. Um, he's polite. He's strong. He's physical. He's hungry. I mean, there's a lot of attributes that he brings to the team that he's going to, you know, when he gets out of quarantine and he clears his physical that he's going to bring to the team. Um, He's going to be a layer. He's going to add a layer to this this team that I think will be positive. Sam, the other big thing is the goaltending situation. And for the first time in a long time, there is no Braden Holtby, which is just weird to think about. It probably was weird to look down and not see him on the ice. It was certainly weird for even John Carlson today because their careers have been tied together for so long. It's, it's definitely weird. I think uh, he's he's been a constant pretty much my whole career, whether it's, you know, in Hershey or here or training camps, we've, we've had a long run together and um, yeah, it's different. It's weird. It's, um, you know, especially for the past eight or nine years, it's, there's been a lot of games that we've both been playing in. So, um, you know, as a friend and, and a, obviously he's an amazing goalie as well, but it is different. Uh, and I think you, you maybe just get hardened to, you know, the business side of things and, and how, you know, year to year, how much things change, whether you like them or not, and whether you want them to change or not. So um, I think from that sense, it's it's becoming pretty normal to, you know, see guys move on or, or move away. But I do miss them. So Sam, with no Holpe, this is now Ilya Samsonov's team. Peter Laviolette said he's 100%. He's full go. How did he look on the ice? Yeah, I mean, he looks good. I mean, I think, you know, in general, it's good to see a guy out there who's coming back from some type of injury that he's had in the offseason. He's had to rehab it. He's been here the entire time. He didn't go back to Russia um, like I would assume he normally would in an offseason. So he's been here working out. Obviously, his really good friend in Vitek Vanacek is also here in camp. Vanacek looks to have the inside track as that backup goaltender to Samsonov, just the way the groups were set up, just the way, you know, coaches have kind of talked about him. But you also have to talk about Craig Anderson, you know, signed to a PTO agreement. Um, obviously in camp, he'll be skating with the second group here today. So not with the main guys, but, you know, he's still in the running for a backup position. And who knows how many games the Capitals want to give him. Um, if he does make the team and sign, it would assume that he would. But yeah, overall, it seems to be Samsonov's team. And so far, so good. I, I've wrestled with this, Rob and, and, and Sam, 56 games. I cannot, I, I don't even know what to predict as far as who starts how many. Samsonov, Vanacek, Anderson. You mentioned Sam and, and we saw Vanacek with the NHL group on day one of camp. But I, I'm not even sure how that backup position is going to shake out. I think it's an intriguing storyline very intriguing perhaps the most intriguing storyline in camp without the benefit of preseason games but to think of the 56 games and how if we made predictions now and then look back at them in mid-may to see how they played out I, I honestly don't know but how many games i would i would give each of the three goalies maybe one of them gets zero who knows i really don't know do, yeah. so do you do you guys think ben i'll start with you I, i'm not sure anderson's on the team come sorry camp the, Ben, do you, who do you think are the goalies? 
I, that's kind of where I was going with this. I it, it, purely an educated guess here. I, 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 I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit that. Maybe 51, 49 percent. I'll go Vanacek as far as the backup. They've invested so much in him since 2014, as opposed to Anderson, who you just bring in and it's, it's nothing to lose if if you let go of him here. Um, Vanacek, perhaps they still see a future beyond this season. Maybe they, you know, Anderson would be a one-year deal. There's expansion draft. You got to keep in mind and protection issues there going down the line. But I, I'm not sure. I guess I give the slight, slight edge to Vanacek, but the thought of going with 26 combined games of NHL experience into a year where you have championship aspirations, that's, that's a lot to ask of, of a couple of kids with, with not a whole lot of experience. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel strongly that the organization wants to give Vanacek a chance and they want to see what he can do. Obviously, you know, they did draft him. They have, you know, been keeping him around. They feel really good about what he's done in the AHL. He just hasn't made that leap to the NHL quite yet. So my gut says that they'll probably start to go with him. But I think if things start to unravel quickly, I'm not sure how fast the Capitals will want to move on from that. Um, Another point is maybe we don't even have the Capitals third goalie here in camp yet. Maybe they go out and they see someone who goes on waivers that maybe some team tries to sneak through and they can grab them. And so maybe the Capitals will end up with someone who's not even here yet. Maybe won't even be here for a week or two. Um, So I think a lot of things are up in the air, but I would think, you know, in terms of the amount of games, Ben, that you were talking about for Samsonov and whoever to split it, I would better think it has to be like around 35 games maybe for Samsonov. And then what, what is that, 19 left for someone else? But I was going to say, he might be the easiest one to predict of. I know. Like, I think he's it, but it's like, how much do you give the other guys? I'm not sure. So I think a lot of question marks for this goaltending um, competition here in the cap or here in Washington. And, and it's not even so much as the how many, it's the when the games are played, right? I mean, there's so many, it's back-to-backs and three and four that, that um, you know, it's just going to be a wear and tear on, on these guys. So it is going to be very interesting. That is one that every team is going to have to battle with. It's just that most teams have more than what, what was it? 20, you know, 20, how many games was 26, it? Been? 26. 26 games. Yeah. Of combined NHL experience. So, and you know, dreams of winning a Stanley cup and speaking of that Stanley cup, everyone talks about the, that, that window closing. That is something. <laughs> Careful now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is something that Nicholas Backstrom, that is a road. He does not want to go down. As I said many times before, I mean, we got a great core group here. We've added some some really good players. And I mean, I think the drive is there. I think the, I think with with the, with new coaching staff coming in here, just uh, ramping everything up. I mean, I, I think they'll bring some motivation in the, into the locker room too as well. So, um, I mean, I, I honestly, me personally, I don't like that window thing. I mean, because no one believed that we will win in 2018, so and we won. So uh, anything can happen out there. It's just how you prepare and, and how you play as a team. That's that's the most important thing. Ben, I love that that pisses him <laughs> off. It's always really pissed all these guys off, but I love that here we are at this point, and Baxter's like, enough with that. Like, you know, like, <laughs> until the day we retire, we're going to hear about this window closing. And to an extent, I mean, we're like in year four, maybe – what are, when did that window start closing? In like 2016? Then they won the cup in 18? The window's still closed? Like, that's a really slow-moving window we're looking at. I was going to say, it, it's one of those windows, you know the windows that you, you manually... The crank? Car windows. <laughs> Sam, do you remember those? The car windows that you had to do like this? You've seen <laughs> them in the movies. 
yeah, you as know, opposed to the automatic. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like one of those. And, yeah. yeah, takes a little bit. <laughs> that's that's the window they're closing. Yeah, but Sam, like that's you know, <laughs> to an extent, he's right. Like, how many years is this window going to be closing before, like, you go, you know what? And I've always said this, right, Ben? You know, I if you doubt Ovechkin, it's yes. a you problem. But at some point, how many years is that window closing before you go, all right, the window's just open. It, it may be open a, l- a little bit, but it's, it, the window's open. Yeah, I think it's so funny because I think I was thinking about it before camp this year. I was like, wow, you know, last year I wrote about how the window's closing. You have Braden Holpe, Ovechkin, Backstrom, and now Holpe's gone. But I'm like, but the window's still closing? Like, <laughs> it's still, it's, I guess it's like the same storyline over and over and over until Alex leaves, till Nick leaves, till Carlson leaves. But those guys are... I mean, aside from Ovechkin right now, are under contract for quite some time. So when does the window actually close? I don't think anyone really knows. And speaking of the contract, that's probably the last big thing to hit on day one. Ovi said, <laughs> it was funny, someone, someone asked him about, you know, Brian McClellan saying that they want to get a deal done. And he's like, it's day one. I didn't even see Brian McClellan today. So let's, you know, I'll, I'll get there when I get there. And once again, Backstrom asked about, negotiating his own contract last year and what advice he'd have for Ovi for this year. Uh, I told him last year, I think, uh, I'll take, I'll take half a percent <laughs> if, if he wants me to go and re- negotiate, but, uh, he said, no, no, I'll do it myself. So I don't, I don't have any advice for him. I, I actually think that he negotiated his contract by himself, his last contract, right? If I don't remember it wrong. So um, he's fine. He, He's, um, he's going to do a good job, I think. Sam, back he's tried. He's not getting a percentage of Ovi's contract, no matter how many times he offers to negotiate for him. But uh, it'll get done. Like, I don't know how else to say it. It'll get done, and Ovi's never going to play in the NHL for another team but the Caps. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely going to get done. And, yeah, like Alex said today, you know, it's the first day of camp. He still has to talk to Brian McClellan. He's going to negotiate him just like he did his first contract but overall it seems to be no rush involved on both sides you know they know that both of them want to stay in Washington something's going to work out in terms of the amount you know money wise in terms of the amount of how many years he wants none of that's been publicly really discussed or talked about but yeah I don't think Capitals fans have to worry at all Uh, if he goes into the season without an extension again don't hit the panic button don't freak out Um, there's still a lot of time um, and a lot of things to be discussed especially in a pandemic shortened season, right? You have to think financially about how they want to do things and what are things going to look like moving forward? Ben, you know what I love though? When Ovi's like, look, I've been in this situation before 13 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) A a lot's changed Ovi in those 13 years. 13 year deal. Yeah. But uh, no, it'll, it'll get done and he'll wrap up here. And I'm surprised actually uh, nothing came up today. I'm sure it will over the course of the year as he continues the march towards 894, 895, just about continuing and how many years he needs to, to potentially hit those those goal scoring benchmarks in, in the coming seasons. I love that you even brought up 894 and 895. That's that's <laughs> wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a Capitals uh, wouldn't be a building camp, the Capital podcast without it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's the first There's day of camp, Ben. It's the first day of camp. <laughs> it's never too early to talk about Gretzky. It's ne- and you know what? Ovi loves it. Ovi loves hearing about it. So. Guys, it's just great to be talking hockey. Sam, I'm happy you're back in the facility. Uh, Enjoy yourself. Stay safe. Ben, good to hear from you as well. I'm sure I'll be checking back in with you throughout the next 10 days before the season starts and throughout 
So uh, Ben Raby and Samantha Pell, thanks so much for your time. Hope you guys enjoyed day one of CAPS training camp. Again, as always, I ask of you, download and subscribe, leave a rating, write a review, all helps get the word out. But the most in-depth uh, podcast anywhere about your Washington Capitals, it's the Capital Building Podcast, part of Blue Wire Podcast. We'll talk again soon. Let's go Caps.